It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Tuesday morning. You've got Joe Welke here on the air at Wax 104.5. It's kind of a little chilly out there, good sleeping weather, but I appreciate it. And you're, I'm back from my four days of four fairs that I went to because I went to Jackson County last Thursday, uh, Bloomer on Friday, I went to Buffalo County in Mondovi on Saturday, and I traveled over to Wausau and went to the Wisconsin Valley Fair on Sunday. This week for fairs, we've got Clark County, Pierce County, and Russ County, and Sawyer County all running through Sunday. So get on out, and the weather's looking like it's going to be pretty good. Today, we're expected to be 84 and sunny. Tonight, 60 degrees. Tomorrow, 86 and mostly sunny. Thursday, 80 sunny. Friday, 80 sunny. Saturday, 82 and sunny. And Sunday, 83 sunny and humid. Maybe a good day to get the boat out on the water. And our Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at MarquardtMotors.com or on the lot. And as I said, I was out adventuring to those four different fairs this last week, and I caught up with Janelle Wolf. She is the Buffalo County Dairy Princess. I also caught up, and that was in Buffalo County, Mondovi, and I caught up with Shirley Hine. She has been the keeper of the baked potatoes over in Wausau at the Wisconsin Valley Fair. And she had a few things to tell me about how many they serve and that kind of thing, and I thought it was kind of interesting. In our news today, we're going to talk crop report here nationwide and in Wisconsin, along with beef exports. And yesterday, the shovels started digging at the northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. I'll tell you more about that. And our longer audio today is with Stephanie, and it's Hop Crop Update. Just think about that for a little bit. You'll understand as soon as we get to it. We've got some chores to do and a lot of stuff going on. We're just a few minutes before 5 o'clock, so let's get her started. We're a minute after 5. Let's hear what our national news has to tell us. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is confirming that the FBI executed a search warrant Monday at his Mar-a-Lago resort. Multiple reports indicate the raid was in connection to materials that Trump allegedly brought to his Florida home from the White House. Some of those are said to have included items marked classified by the National Archives. Trump issued a statement saying his home was under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. He summed it up as an attack by radical left Democrats who don't want him to run for president in 2024. Also took a shot at his one-time opponent saying Hillary Clinton had not been held to account for deleting thousands of emails and removing items from the White House. Former White House Chief Strategist Steve Bannon is claiming the White House is behind the raid on the Florida home of former President Trump. They're absolutely petrified Trump's going to announce the next couple weeks, win the Republican nomination, win the White House. His comments came on Fox News where he also ripped the FBI calling the agency the Gestapo. 
A woman accused of causing a fiery multi-car crash that left six people dead near Los Angeles last week is facing murder charges. Brian Shook reports. Nicole Linton has been charged with six counts of murder and five counts of gross vehicular manslaughter. If convicted, she could face up to 90 years to life in prison. Linton was taken into custody after being hospitalized with moderate injuries. The victims who were killed included an infant and a pregnant woman. I'm Brian Shook. And the family of Gabby Petito has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against a Utah police department. Lawyers representing the family say the 22-year-old would still be alive if Moab City officers were properly trained to handle domestic violence situations. The department is accused of neglecting to provide proper resources during an altercation between Petito and her then-fiancé, Brian Laundrie. The family is suing police for $50 million. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And temperatures around the area, Eau Claire, we're at 54 in fog, Medford, 48, Rice Lake and Wausau, 52, Green Bay, 53 in fog, Marshfield's 51 and clear, Lacrosse is 59, Madison is 61 in fog, and Milwaukee is 60 and clear. And I noticed on my run-up this morning that it was foggy in the certain spots, so slow down, turn on those lights, and be careful. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's get started with our choice fed beef steers. Are at 136 to 145 with mixed at a dollar to a dollar 35. Choice fed beef heifers are a dollar 35 to a dollar 42 with mixed at 99 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 140 and a half with selects at 70 to 124. Cows are 75 to 105 with bulls at 74 to 98. Butcher hogs are 85 to 105 with sows at 74 to 81 and a half. Boars are 25 to 29 and a half. New crop market lambs are a dollar to a dollar twenty-five, with feeder lambs at a dollar seventy-five to two hundred five. Ewes are sixty to one twenty. Small goats are one are twenty-five to one hundred sixty dollars. Medium goats are seventy-five to two forty-five. Large goats are one seventy-five to two ninety-five, two hundred ninety-five dollars. Nanny goats are twenty-five to two hundred twenty dollars. Rolling on over to our Chicago Board of Trade, corn for December is at six eighteen, up eleven cents. With December oats at four twenty two down one and a half cents. November soybeans are at fourteen sixteen up eighteen cents. Soybean meals for December is four hundred four dollars per ton, up five dollars a ton. With wheat, December wheat at eight sixty eight, up thirteen cents. And our dairy markets barrels are one seventy nine and a half, up a quarter. Forty pound blocks are one seventy eight and a half with no change from yesterday. Grade double A butters at two ninety seven and a half, down three and a half. Class three milk for August we're at nineteen ninety five, down seven cents. September we're up a dime to nineteen forty. October at twenty oh five, down a penny. 
November were down 19 cents to 2021, and December were at 2008, down 12 cents, and that market is trending downward. And we're going to roll on over to our futures markets. Live cattle for August, 138.35, up 47.5. October, 144.22.5, up 35 cents. December, 150.45, up 47.5. And our feeder cattle, and that market is trending upward. And our feeder cattle for August, we're at 181.27.5. Up 175. September 185.65. Up to 222.5. October 187.70. Up $1.75. And November 189.7. Up $1.40. And our, and that market is trending upward. Our lean hog carcasses for August were at 121.80. Up 97.5. October were at one hundred. Point thirty, uh, up one ninety. December we're at eighty nine seventy two and a half, up ninety cents, and that market is trending upward. And those are our farm markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Janelle Wolf, the twenty twenty two Buffalo County Dairy Princess. I'm here at the Buffalo County Fair. And I caught up with the Buffalo County 2022 Dairy Princess, Janelle Wolf. Why did you ever decide you wanted to be the Dairy Princess? I decided that I wanted to be the Dairy Princess about a year ago because I I saw last year's Dairy Princesses around and I just wanted to be able to promote dairy in our county and educate the youth in our county about the dairy industry and how important it is. So you talked about educating the youth, you educate adults too. What do you do? Uh, We go around to various parades and different events in our county as well as neighboring counties to just put ourselves out there and teach these people about the dairy industry and how important it is. And ask those questions that everybody wants to know, right? Yeah, we'll answer any questions like this next week a couple of us are going down to Dairy Lane to try and educate the youth there, answer any questions they may have about dairy. So you're giving back to the dairy industry. What do you hope to get out of this position? I hope to be able to just make some new friends and just honestly promote the dairy industry. I come from a dairy farm, so I'm just trying to help the farmers out, I guess. You talk a little bit about your background. What do you do? You said you're from a dairy farm. Tell me about that. I'm from a certified organic dairy farm around Wamandy, and we milk 60 organic cows. Do you get in on the milking and everything that goes along with farming? Yeah, I'm involved in the field work side of things as well as feeding calves moving them around everything you have milking and i see a smile on your face so you must enjoy that do you see that in your future i do definitely see a career in agriculture in my future for sure what direction do you think you're gonna go uh that is undecided yet i don't really know where i'm gonna go but definitely probably in agriculture well part of being the dairy princess does that let you immerse yourself in the agriculture industry a little bit further than you would have if you weren't yeah Definitely. Like, I've been at the fair almost every day now, and I wouldn't have been able to do that before. So, yeah, all kinds of opportunities to get more involved in agriculture through being the Dairy Princess. I'm glad I had a chance to talk to Janelle Wolf, the 2022 Dairy Princess here in Buffalo County. And I'm Joe Welke. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Being a young, beginning, or small farmer has many exciting opportunities. 
Egg Country Farm Credit Services is here to help navigate them and introduce options you may not know about. We take pride in working with young, beginning, and small farmers to leverage the resources you need to be successful. Whether it's special exceptions to credit underwriting or scholarships for continuing farm management education, we're here to help you. Get started by contacting your local Egg Country office. Be sure your end-of-summer plans include the Rust County Junior Fair. From August 11th to the 14th, take in the animal shows, live music, mud bog, the great grilling challenge, and that's not all. Plus, of course, the fair food, inflatables, and much more. And the rodeo on the 12th and 13th. Performances rain or shine. Enjoy affordable family fun for everyone. Admission for adults is just $5, with youth 6 and under getting in free. Plus, free parking. August 11th through the 14th, the Rust County Junior Fair. Be sure to find and like them on Facebook. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to go over a little of the farm news brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Yesterday, the shovels started digging at the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. The official groundbreaking ceremony was at 10 o'clock Monday with those gold shovels all lined up to start the work of building livestock barns and a coliseum. Rusty Volk, Northern Wisconsin State Fair Executive Director, started the event by sharing a few words, followed by Chippewa Falls Mayor Greg Hoffman. Bauman Construction secured the bid to start building with foundations and flat work on the agenda for the fall, as well as seeding down the grounds. With the barns expected to be completed before the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in July 2023, total cost for the project is expected to be over $6 million. As of now, fundraising is about 85% complete. It was very interesting to go up there and see all the people that came out, the community support for these new barns in the Coliseum, and those old barns, they're all leveled out, and construction is ready to start. With hopefully they get their concrete and all the foundations in this fall before they were aiming for September 1st. And the buildings are all ordered. And I'm hoping that they, they can get here because, you know, that's been a little bit of a challenge to get materials in for buildings and all the like. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what the final product is because the layout looks phenomenal and it it's really really exciting just to see all the community coming out and embracing something new like this and it's a it's a it's a big deal so it's kind of just kind of cool and let's look at our crop report for the week corn and spring wheat fell more than expected corn conditions are at 58 percent good to excellent a three percent drop with 90 percent of the corn crop in the silking stage and 85 and 45% in the dough stage, both slightly below average. Soybeans are down 1% to 59% good to excellent condition in the nation, with 89% blooming, 1% above the average, and 61% of those soybeans setting pods, and that's 5% below the average. Winter wheat is harvest is at 86% complete versus the 91% average, with spring wheat harvest at 9% complete compared to 19% of the average of the a- average harvested at this time. Here in Wisconsin, the corn crop is 67 is 76% good to excellent, 
19% fair and 5% poor to very poor, with 20% in the dose stage compared to a 26% state average. Soybeans are 74% good to excellent, 22% fair, and 4% poor to very poor, with 41% setting pods down from the 62% state average. Topsoil moisture is rated 76% adequate to surplus, 19% short, and 5% very short. We're going to do some more chores before we head on over to hear about hop, the hop crop. And it's 54 degrees out there, a little bit of fog, so be careful. Turn on those lights, slow down a little bit, and let's get on and do some more of the chores. We're at about day five of the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis already. Bob Osol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. We already talked about going to the popcorn stand and also going to get a corn dog and a pork chop sandwich. And, uh, of course, you want to get a cream puff. But other Wisconsin products are also favorites if you're old enough. Stop at the beer stands where lots of good Wisconsin beer will be on display at the various booths around the area. And the Stephanie hops are part of that crop and a part of that very important product from Wisconsin. How are they doing? Well, pretty good, Bob. And yeah, just like Wisconsin can brew beer pretty well, it can grow hops pretty good, too. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Bob Conant and his brother operate Bohica Hops in Toma, Wisconsin. It's a five-acre hop yard. He says the hop crop does look good after a very labor-intensive spring. Right now, he's busy scouting for bugs and downy mildew until harvest, which begins this month. We are just starting to see some of our earlier varieties are actually starting um, to make cones. The first ones to make it up there are usually our centennials, and normally we'll pick them the second week of August, um, where our location is. It depends on where you live, you know, how, how, where the growing season, just like corn or anything else. But in our earliest or our latest ones, I should say, are just starting what they call the burr stage. They kind of look like sand burrs. That's actually the flower, um, and that flower turns into the cone. How was the spring then? We kind of had a cooler spring. It was drought-like conditions early on, and then it was really wet. How did the start of the season go for you? We were a little bit behind, uh, especially you know, training and stuff, we have to train the plants um, at a certain time. So we, we're a little bit behind. They look pretty good now. Our big fear is a lot of times when we get freezing weather and the plants are up waist higher, so it, it hurts the growing points on the, on the plants. And it also introduces a lot of fungus to them. Um, the cooler weather was better, actually, for because we didn't have as much fungus early. So the pressure from the fungus fungus problems which is our biggest problem, was not so much there. And the plants are catching up with the warm weather now. You bring up training the plants uh, when they first get started in the spring, and I know that's labor-intensive. Why don't you explain to us what that means? As the hops grow in the spring, um, when we first start seeing them, we'll take like the last week of March, Jim and I will go out and we'll start putting up strings. And before the end of April, we have to have the whole yard string we're talking like 16,000 strings once the strings are up the plants are coming up out of the ground once they reach about a foot high we start them on the string we wrap them at the direction that the sun goes around the bottom of the string 
they have to be done really fast. Usually we try to be done by the first week of May. But they follow the sun around. Once you get them started on there, they'll go all the way up to the top. And then we cut off at that time any extra rise plants that we don't want to go up the string. So one plant will put up 30 or 40 uprights, and we only want two to three, maybe even four, to go up the string. But it takes us a long time to go to each plant and, and turn them on the string and get them going the way we want them. And your brother told me that the summer solstice is your deadline. Once the summer solstice hits, the plant's got it in its head that, okay, we have to make cones now. So the higher, the taller your plant is at that point, the more cones you will have. There's several different things that control how many cones you get. Some of it, if, if the plants grow a little bit slower, you can actually have more cones. But when the summer solstice hits, that's when that plant knows that it's time to to finish its year. So after the, all that work with, with the strings, training the plants, they finally get started, and then your eyes shift to the cones and mildew issues, right? Isn't, is that the number one issue for hops? Downy mildew is the number one issue for hops in Wisconsin, I, I believe. We start fungicide program soon as them plants, even when, they're, even when we're training them, we are, putting on, we are starting to put on fungicides. And probably every 10 days, if it's drier weather, we can go a little bit longer. If it's really wet, um, we have to go more often. But a lot of times in the spring, we like to give them that drench when they first come up out of the ground. And normally we'll try to use a systemic um, fungicide, something that'll go down into the root and something that'll also come up into the plant. Um, and that's really important because the, the fungus will overwinter in the plants in the roots. So you, you've got it. If, if you've had it last year, you've got it this year. With supply chain challenges kind of bogging down everybody in agriculture, was fungicide difficult to get, or were you, were you able to secure all of the fertilizers or fungicides that you needed? We're a niche market here, I mean, for what we're doing. Yes, nitrogen is crazy in price, and hops love nitrogen. Uh, I, I've talked to several other growers. A lot of them are, are putting on liquid nitrogens this year just because of the amount of money. We're set up to do dry we, we have not had a problem. Of course, I work for a cooperative, and that helps somewhere there. But I, I, of the growers that I know in Wisconsin, none of them have, have had trouble this year getting any supplies. But the money part of it is quite a bit more. So from here to when you start harvesting in early August, what are you keeping your eyes on? What does work in the, in the hop yard look like? We do what they call a burn down. We defoliate the bottom three feet of the plants, and the bottom three feet are defoliated to get airflow through the plants and to keep the suckers from growing because we want all of the production on the top end of that plant right now. We're also scouting for bugs. We, we have a tremendous problem in our area with Japanese beetle, which com, can come in and completely defoliate you in, in no time. We also have problems with corn borers. If you've got corn fields near you, um, the corn borers will come in. They lay their eggs in the grass. They find the nicest plant they can find. They bore into it, and, and they'll go into each vine until they morph into a, a bigger insect. But they really they kill your vines fast. So we're watching for bugs. Leaf hoppers are another bug that we really watch for. We're finishing up fertilizing now. We don't like to give them much fertilizer once they get into the burr stage. And, and of course, we are constantly watching for fungus. So what does the harvest entail? How do you harvest hops? Harvest is a pretty hard two to three weeks for us, but it is probably one of the best times of the year. All your friends, all your family, they all seem to pitch in and help. 
we have like anywhere from 10 to 20 people there at a time. We can harvest 120 plants an hour. I should call it, I should say strings because we've got two strings on each plant. When we first started, we, it would take us 45 minutes to do a plant. And so we're, we can move like that. But usually we have a good time. We all usually end up having dinners and evenings together and we really enjoy it. It's hard work. We got a, work, a wolf harvester. It's a 1971 model that we brought in from Germany. She does the work for us. We pick some of the leaves out of the, what's left. There's some leaves that come through when, when we pick them, but for the most part, we go out in the yard, we cut the plants down, we bring them to the building. The ladies are sitting there port, uh, sorting the one in, and Jim and I are running the, the machine part of it, and it's just a good time, actually. <laughs> and do you have to do any other processing of the hops before you send it on its way? And, and where are you sending it? The first thing we do when we pick these hops, within an hour, we'll have these hops on what we call our dryer. And our dryer, we're, we're using dry air. We're, all we dry with is air. Um, a lot of places use heat, but we use just air. Um, we put them hops on right away so they don't spoil. They will spoil really fast if you don't get air through them. They'll sit there for one to two days. We've got a couple different dryers, so we can switch back and forth. And then when they come off that dryer, we bale them into 100-pound bales. We've got a press to press them. I guess one way to look at it, uh, a bale of hops weighs 100 pounds. We can stuff by hand 7 pounds into a, a, a feed sack, basically. So if you take a 3 this bale is 3 by 3 and we're pressing them in there up to 100 pounds, it's quite the deal that way, but that saves so much room. After they're baled, as soon as we can get them to the processing plant, which is Tenacious Badger, it's a hot, it's another hop grower. They're they're bigger than we are, but they do all the processing for the Wisconsin Hops Exchange. They'll they'll go up there, they'll go into cold storage, and they'll wait until everybody is done harvesting. And then about uh, the end of December, first part of January, they'll start pelletizing them hops. They're all tested for oils. They're pelletized. And at that point, they're getting ready to go out. A lot of information on those hops. And as you can guess, we were talking about beer hops and being having those be available. That is quite a process. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Rocky from Premier Livestock. And I've got Rocky from Premier Livestock on the line. We were just talking a little bit about the weather and how it warmed up pretty nice yesterday. And you were out working with equipment? Yeah, yep, getting everything kind of ready for our sale here August 26th, so kind of nice, nice working conditions. Is the lot getting full? Uh, it is full. We are we are done taking consignments. Good to know. Good to put that yep. out there. You betcha. All right, so what happened at the market yesterday? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how the market shaped up this week at Premier Livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers 130 to 145. Uh, select and low choice 120 to 129. Beef steers and heifers 130 to 148. Uh, market cows stronger. High yielding cows from 92 to $1.05. Uh, most other cows from 70 to 91. Market bulls high yielding 97 to $1.18. Lower yielding 96 and down. Organic Market cows sold every Monday, higher yielding cows from 91 to 114, uh, lower yielding 90 and down. We did have uh, some bulls up to $1.25. 
Newborn Holstein uh, bull calves yesterday, mostly 75 to 170. Beef calves, 135 to 415. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. Today, Tuesday, we got a regular feeder cattle auction. Uh, next week will be our special feeder cattle auction, also featuring uh, bred beef cows, cow-calf pairs, and beef breeding bulls. Call in those consignments. Uh, that'll be next Tuesday, August 16th. Then uh, this week, Wednesday, uh, we've got a very nice run of dairy cattle. We've got a high-quality herd of 75 Holstein Parlor Freestall Cows, uh, 2X milking, 75-pound herd average. They're going to be on test. Lots and lots of cows milking into the hundreds and some extremely good consignments of Holstein Fresh Cows, Parlor Freestall, uh, Reputation Consignments, and then we've got some nice groups of spring and heifers as well. Questions? Give us a call at Premier, uh, 715-229-2500. As always, lots more detailed information uh, on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Like I said, we are full for that machinery auction. Uh, we are going to looking at uh, late October for our next uh, machinery auction. So uh, as soon as we get this sale over, you could start bringing consignments for our next auction. But uh, like I said, we are full. We do appreciate everybody bringing all their equipment in, and we are looking forward to that. So that is the way it shaped up, Jill. Boy, you guys sure do stay busy over there. It is. Yep, it is busy. We like it that way. That's good. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And with me, with me, we're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to roll on over for the weather. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost 25 minutes before 6 o'clock. And it's time to hear from Mike Dandria over in the weather room. Hey, good morning, Jill. How we doing? Good morning. Good. Good, good. How's uh how, how are you doing on this cooler morning? Well, I couldn't put on my shorts, so I'm in jeans today. Yeah, it feels like a little bit more of a fall morning, doesn't it? It does. But you know what? It is awfully good sleeping weather. Oh, absolutely. Now, I wish I kind of was sleeping at the moment because, like you said, it, it is one of those uh, mornings. But you know what? We do have a little bit of fog, so give yourself just a little extra time, especially if you're in some of our lower elevations. Visibility's been uh, less than a quarter mile. Otherwise, later on, we'll have a good bit of sunshine that'll lift that fog uh, pretty quickly and will warm us up into about the mid-80s by this afternoon. Then our winds will start to shift a little bit more out of the southwest, and that'll make things feel a little bit muggy uh, going into the evening, and especially by tomorrow morning with our lows dipping to around the 60-degree mark. Plenty of sunshine in store for tomorrow and warmer into the mid to potentially upper 80s, but then we cool things down yet again. Mid to upper 50s for our lows tomorrow night. Sunshine hangs around for Thursday with highs into the upper 70s and low 80s once again, and a few clouds start to roll in by Thursday night. Mid 50s for our overnight lows, and a few more clouds could potentially give us a very slim chance at some showers, but I wouldn't Hold your breath on that as uh, temperatures make the climb to about the mid to upper 70s for our highs. And then by Saturday, again, partly sunny, mid 80s for our highs as well. But it's a cooler morning, as I mentioned. And right now, the temperature in Eau Claire, 53 degrees with a little bit of fog. Well, it looks like we're putting together quite a few nice days of weather, though. Right. I mean, of course, we can use some rain, especially off towards the northwest. But you know what? Get out and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's not going to be too hot. So that's a plus. That's awesome. All maybe, right. I, at least I, maybe I won't do the four fairs in four days in a row with all this time. Yeah, maybe not. It's a little tiresome. <laughs> gets It gets a little on me. Although <laughs> I do enjoy some of the fair food. Oh, I love the fair food. It's the best part. You bet. 
Thank well, you. you have yourself a great day. You too. And that was Mike Dandria. Your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Markwart Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. We're going to do a few more chores, list off a few current events, and then we're going to be heading over to some more markets. And here are the list of fairs that are happening this week. Clark County Fair, Pierce County Fair, Russ County Fair, and the Sawyer County Fairs. And there are are a few other things that happen in the world other than those fairs that I keep talking about. On the 10th, the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers are having their field day and trade show. Get in contact with them. They need to have a lunch order form. You don't want to miss out on lunch. It looks like it's going to be awfully interesting to be going to their summer meeting. It's held at 1.30 at the Research and Education Center. Head on out there. Actually, just contact them online to find out more information. And on Thursday, the 11th, Chippewa County Farm Casual Field Day is going to be happening 1 to 3 in the afternoon. It's located on the south side of Riverview Preserve parking lot in Chippewa Falls. And parking is available at the farm. Industrial Hemp for Fiber and Grain Field Days. That's going to be happening also on August 11th, Thursday, from 9.30 till noon. And that's at the Chippewa County Farm. And so contact the Chippewa County Extension for more information. Farm First Dairy Cooperative is hosting Federal Order Webinar for Members. So that's a webinar that will be on Thursday, August 11th at 12 o'clock noon. That is a webinar. That is not an in-person thing. Let's get on and do a few more chores, and then we'll be heading over to markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Actually, I have a change of plans. We're going to be hearing from Shirley Hine. She was in charge of the potatoes over at the Wisconsin Valley Fair. I caught up with her. We talked a little bit of potato. The farm truck is on an adventure. We came over to the Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau, and I caught up with the potato connoisseur that's been at it a little while, Miss Shirley Hine. First of all, was it a good fair this year for potatoes? Yes, it's been an excellent fair for baked potatoes. And how many do you usually serve? Uh, anywhere between 2,300 to 2,500. And how many of those do you eat yourself? One a day. So you do limit yourself a little bit. But along with those potatoes, what can we put on those potatoes? So we have some good dairy products. We have butter, shredded cheese, shredded cheddar cheese. We have sour cream, real sour cream, nothing low fat. (laughs) And we have cheese sauce. And then we have broccoli, chopped broccoli, and ham. Delicious. I had one. I even took a picture of it, so I'll even post it on my Facebook page. How long have you been doing this? About 28 years. Are you going to keep doing it? A couple more years. Well, you do know that the potatoes are a real draw for this fair. It's the best potato that I've had, and I've been to a few fairs already. What makes your potatoes so special? Well, I believe the potatoes are special because of the workers. We have all the workers. are 4-H youth, anywhere from 8, 9, 10 years old up to the teenagers till they graduate, and some of them come back after they graduate, plus 
the leaders and their parents, and it's all volunteer. So they're not forced into helping. They just apparently really like potatoes and the help. Well, they like their potatoes, but they also, it's good teamwork, and they meet other youths from other clubs. It's only a two-hour shift. They can handle it. They can find out what it's like in the restaurant industry a little bit, but it's also good, a good youth adventure. So if I have a youth out there, an adult out there, that's really thinking about helping you out, what would you say to them to encourage them to come on down? Well, again, it's a, a good youth activity so that you can meet youth from other clubs. You can meet other adults from other clubs. You're also making the, all the profits go to the 4, Marathon County 4-H Leaders Federation. They use it for scholarships and other trips and activities, camps. Very tasty. And that was Shirley Hine at the Wisconsin Valley Fair in Wausau. And I'm Joe Welke. It's 16 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax 104.5. 53 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Hut Eamon and from the Sparta Equity. Fed Gale of Selling Steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 142 to 150. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 131 to 141. The Dairy Cross Steers 132 to 144. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 134 to 142. The Choice Holstein Steers 123 to 133. And the Unfinished Steers, Heifers and Heavy Steers 122 and down. Cow Market Steady to Stronger today with the Highland Cows 93 to 102 to the top of 105.50. The Cutters and Utilities 77 and 92. And the Low Yield and Canner Cows 76 and down. Organic market today with the results from the August 8th auction with most organic cows bringing 115 to 130. The thin and small organic cows 94 to 114. And the organic steers and heifers 120 to 130. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 96 to 111 with the thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 95 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 80 to 130. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves $2 to $3 and a light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, August 10th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. And I've, I've got Jerry Fitzgerald on the line. He's ready to rock and roll from Stratford over there. What's going on? Jill, good morning to you. A very nice day. And, uh, we'll recap yesterday from Equity Stratford. Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. On the cow market, a very strong cow market yesterday. High yielding fleshy cows yesterday. Uh, we're selling from 88 to 102. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction from 65 to 87. Uh, thinner cows below the $65 money. On the bull trade yesterday, uh, most of uh, better quality bulls selling mostly from 96 to a dollar ten. Lighter bulls below 90. On the calf market yesterday, uh, Holstein bull calves a little bit stronger than last week. Uh, good quality, 9,230 pound bull calves on yesterday's sale, selling from 75 up to 185. Uh, heifer calves pretty limited demand, 30 dollars and below. Beef calves again very strong, 175 up to a top of 400 dollars on those black Angus calves. And of course, we saw most of our fed cattle on Wednesday, so we'll have an update on those. Uh, for tomorrow's sale. But in the meantime, we are at Tuesday already here, so at uh, Equity Stratford here at uh, this morning, 10 o'clock, we do have the hay and bedding sale. And again, nice selection of hay. And again, folks, uh, always some folks looking for small squares. We do have small squares on the consignment list today for the for the hay auction. Uh, after that, we will get into the market auction. We do sell organic market cows today, or and actually all types of organic cattle. So we'll do those today, 11 o'clock. 
followed by the conventional market cattle. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow will be our um, feeder cattle sale. That'll be a new time start. We start the regular auction at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. But again, feeder cattle sale tomorrow at noon. And as per usual, we invite you folks to uh, take a look at the website. Uh, we do have a lot of information on there. Uh, a lot of cattle for the private treaty sale also. So, again, Equity Co-op on the Stratford page, and uh, that's where you will be at. So, Jill, you enjoy the day, and uh, folks, I know everybody's busy, a lot of stuff going on, but folks, uh, seriously, do take time out. Uh, very important election today, so go out and vote. And, uh, Jill, you take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. You as well. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from the Equity Stratford. And I realized that I missed out on the news from Morgan. So we're going to run right over there and do that right now. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Grab the ID and head to the polls. It's primary election day in Wisconsin. And with a little more coverage about what you could expect to see on that ballot, John DeMaster sums it up. There are some biggies on there. There are races for the governor and lieutenant governor's race, congressional races, secretary of state, treasurer, state senate, and the district six congressional race. Polls are open from 7 a.m. until 8 p.m. Thank you, John. Looking to other headlines across the state, we go to the courts and close to us with a man who ran down three Chippewa Valley Girl Scouts not getting a new trial. An appeals court yesterday rejected Colton True's request for a new trial as he pleaded guilty to running down the three girls and one of their moms in 2018. He claimed his lawyers didn't tell him enough about the plea and told judges he wanted his trial moved out of Chippewa County. The appeals court said any mistakes were on True's part, not his lawyers. He's serving a 54-year sentence for the girls' death. Well, an Eau Claire man is dead after jumping into Lake Superior. Police officers in LaPointe say they got a call Sunday afternoon about a man in the water, and officers say the man had jumped off the eagle's nest within Big Bay State Park and didn't resurface. His body was found yesterday. We go to Washington County, where a search on the water may be a body likely belonging to an empty fishing boat on the St. Croix River. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster brings us details from that story. The Washington County Sheriff's Office yesterday said said they found a body downriver from that empty boat. There's no name yet, but investigators say the body is of a 43-year-old man from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. His family says the man frequently fished that stretch of the river. Deputies say he was recovered without a life jacket. I'm John DeMaster. A locally, Chilson donates to Feed My People Food Bank, and it's nominated as part of a local charity through their Subaru Share the Love event. And they partner again for the 2022 season. All that money and all those efforts turn right back in here to our local community. And you can always find more information online, 715newsroom.com. And we're used to red lobster, but nothing rhymes with orange. Another rare orange lobster being spared from that plate. The chance of catching an orange lobster is about one in 30 million as the crustacean's bright color makes it more attractive to predators. Just last month, a rare orange lobster was rescued from a red lobster restaurant in Hollywood, Florida, and moved to Ripley's Aquarium of Myrtle Beach. On Monday, another orange lobster was saved from a red lobster in Meridian, Mississippi. The most recent catch, which was given the name Biscuit, was also rescued by Ripley's Aquariums. I'm Mark Mayfield. Orange, you're glad, you know. And out of the water and back to the barn, we send you to Jill Welke in the Midwest Farm Show as we're live, local, and right along with you getting started on this Tuesday together, primary day in Wisconsin when the wax 104.5. Boy, those orange lobsters, I wonder if they taste any different than the red ones. I'm not a connoisseur of either, any of them, so let's get some more chores done and then we'll move on for our final markets. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to wrap up our markets again. 
For the Chicago Board of Trade, December corn is at 618, down or up 11 cents. Oats for December at 422, down a penny and a half. Soybeans for November are up 18 cents at 1416, with wheat for December at uh, 868, up 13 cents. Country elevator prices, Golden Pump in Arcadia is at 655. Baldwin's at 636 and 1493. Duran is 631 for corn and 1488 for soybeans. Mondovi's at 641 for corn and 1493 for soybeans. Elmwood is at 641 and 1498. Fall Creek is at 626 when 1468. Osseo's at four, huh, 646 for corn and fourteen. 80, 98 for corn, for soybeans. Woofda, numbers are getting rough for me today. Elk Mound, corn is at 636 with soybeans at 1468. Sparta's at 656 and 1472. Ellsworth's at 616 and 1463. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 675 with Stanley at 682 and New Richmond's at 677. Maybe it's who wrote this down. I feel kind of messy this morning and had a little trouble with my numbers. Over on the dairy markets, barrels are at 179.5, up a quarter. 40-pound blocks are 178.5, no change from yesterday. Gray AA butters at 297.5, down 3.5 cents. Class 3 milk for August is at 19.95, down 7 cents. September is up a dime to 19.40. October is at 20.05, down a penny with that market, those markets trending downward. And one last look at our weather. Today, high of 84 and sunny. Tonight, we're dipping down to 60. Tomorrow, 86, mostly sunny. Thursday, Friday, sunny and 80. Saturday, 82 and sunny. Sunday, 83, Sunday and sunny and humid. And currently, we're at 53 degrees. And watch out for a little bit of that fog as you come in. Turn on those lights. Slow down a little bit. Allow yourself some extra time. We've got a few more chores to get done, and then we've got everything wrapped up for the day. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>